And welcome back to the Daily Autism Radio Show as we wind down December saying goodbye to 2023 and 2024 on tap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you sound ready for it. I am ready for it. I'm ready for a new year. I am, too. This was a tough year. It, it was. Um, not not like in, I, I don't know, I am ready for a new year. It wasn't a bad year, 2023, but I am ready for, there's something about a vibrant new start, you know what I mean, and just like... Ready for a new year. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. I'm finally in the Christmas spirit. Finally. Yeah. You you've you've well, let's be honest. I mean, you know, special needs families, you got a lot to think about when it comes to um, you know, uh the, the holidays. Decorations, change in schedules, you know what I mean? There's so much. And well, I ju- change in schedule is a big thing. Yeah, and I just feel like Cal has been a little bit more um open to new things like holiday things yeah very open this year um before i would like give presents leading up to christmas because he can't handle like having a bunch of presents at once he didn't like seeing the kids open gifts he doesn't like like the mess of the wrapping paper Mm -hmm. last year we couldn't even have a tree up i let the kids put it up um right before like christmas eve yeah it's uh it's one of those things like our house even a week ago had basically nothing and today it's like, wow, look what we've done in three days. Like it's well, and it makes the other kids feel good. It you does. know, we went to two, three Christmases without any real decorations or anything. We had to hide uh, Christmas morning. He didn't like the paper. He didn't like the wrapping paper, like being ripped open the boxes, um, ripping open the, you know, the gifts and stuff. Hated all of it. But this year, it's funny as that stuff has come, you know, some of it's come, you know, being delivered by UPS or FedEx or whatever. He, he he watches out the window and he goes, another present is here, and he gets really excited. And so we were kind of like, are, "Are you? Do you like Christmas this year? Are you, is Santa nice and the reindeer? Oh yes, oh yes, Merry Christmas!" And then you put up decorations, and I came home, and he goes, "Daddy, look at Cal's Christmas decorations." And I was like, "Well, this is new and different and cool and fun." Yeah, so we, I think what really helped is we just opened a private sensory studio in Seminole. And when we were getting ready to open, packages were being delivered to our front door, like every single day, like for quite some time. And so he would keep seeing packages and then he like put two and two together, like Christmas and packages. Um, So he's like, and then when we finally showed him the studio, he was like, oh, like this is gifts, presents, you know? Yeah. So now he got into like Christmas and presents and all that. Yeah, I think it's um, one of those things where you you still don't know what's going to happen the day of, but that's, you know, that's special needs family life, right? You don't, anything, I mean, the thing is, is we're ready for anything, but, you know, the way it looks right now, at least it's trending in a good, happy, fun direction for the holidays, as opposed to what it's been, which is like, no holidays, no celebration. <laughs> and like you said, the four other kids, I mean, it's, that's, this is tough on them. I mean, it's, you know, this is the kind of thing where they don't, um, you know, they, you don't get a second shot at, at Christmas. It's the 25th. And so, of course, there's a bigger meaning to Christmas and, and the holiday, the spirit and, and, and that. But to the, the day of celebration, the actual day of, you know, we really had to kind of abbreviate that, you know, so that cow could be, you know, comfortable and not overwhelmed and things like that. So it seems like we'll have a little bit of a resurgence of, of the holiday spirit, which is cool. Very cool. I mean, we've definitely catered to him. Um, we cater to him all the time because it's not worth the meltdowns. Mm-hmm. So part of that, like not having the Christmas tree and stuff, but part of not doing the celebration and stuff is depressing. Yeah. Like you feel a little down. But there is, you know? we are going to attempt to put up a Christmas tree actually today. 
um, and just see what what the reaction is. So hopefully it's a good one. He's liked everything else. He's liked everything else so far. So yeah, I think um, I think it's actually going to be a great year. Yeah, no, I'm ex- I'm definitely you know excited about it. You know, with with anything else, like we always tell families, you have to stair step this thing. So this has been a lot of like watching videos. You know, he has his favorite videos, like Baby Shark. He loves the song. Well, they have a Christmas version, like where the the sharks are dressed up and stuff. So it's like he's watching that now. And then Toodles uh, from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, they have a Christmas Toodles. And so he's watching that. So you sort of just have to set in motion. Same thing for Halloween, right? You have to, hey, we're going to go trick-or-treating. This is what it looks like. And so we're watching shows, um, things that he's used to, has equity and likes, about Halloween and trick-or-treating, but you have to stair-step to get there. You can't just be like, hey, surprise, it's Halloween. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it's too much. And so that's kind of what we've done. Um, his therapists have helped him. His siblings have helped him. And I think it's it's kind of like having that soft landing as opposed to just like, hey, we're about to land, everybody. Put your seatbelt on. You know, and everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, like, it's, you know, we need, we need the slow descent to get there. That's what this has been, really. Yeah, and we don't push him. It is baby steps. But it wasn't always like that. No. I used to be like, let's go, you yeah. know, always in a hurry and stuff. So I had to change over the years. It doesn't for sure. do any good. And, you know, this is, I think, is where typical families and then special needs families sometimes get at odds with each other because there's that there's that mentality of like, no, you're the parent. You, you know, you, you set the rules, you dictate, you this and that. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, we we have done that with our other, you know, our typical kids. But when you have a disability and a neurological disability, you that that doesn't work. I mean, it's just, it, you know, if you don't put the right kind of gas in the engine, it's just you know, it's not going to perform, right? Yeah. You know, if you put diesel in a not diesel engine, I mean, it's just not going. So that's what that is. It's just it it doesn't work. It's not. Sometimes I think for special needs families, they feel like. I mean, I think we've been made to feel like before it's it's a lack of, you know, discipline and, you know, even integrity and giving in and stuff. It's like it has nothing to do with that. Like our four other kids are, um, you know, very well disciplined. We've been, you know, strict or, you know, at least disciplined with them. Right. Um, but, you know, it's like you just have to rewire how you do it with with special needs and a neurological disability. It really is. I get bummed out when you talk to other parents and they just don't understand that. They're just like, nope, you're giving up, you're giving in, you're too soft. Yeah, people like, don't understand that. And I'm like, I'm too soft? Like, no one's ever, like, I've never been called soft. Like, am I a soft guy? <laughs> no, no, you're a very not, hard guy. Yeah, I'm not a soft, like, you know, I, yeah, you know, I mean, I was, you know, I was in, I played sports growing up, and you know what I mean? I Like, I'm not, so, I, I understand what it takes, hard work and the payoff and, and investing your time and, and being around good people and, and everything. I understand that, but this is like, you know, I never had a neurological disability. And I didn't have friends who had a neurological disability or family members. I didn't know. I didn't understand it. And so, trust me, what I'm good at, like my DNA and everything like that, won't work with this. So we had to rewire, and kind of like what you just said. Yeah. You know, it used to be like, come on, let's go. Keep moving. You know, we're going to do this now. We're going to do that. It just doesn't work. Why would you force something that's just not going to work? And, and actually, not only does it not work, it actually is detrimental to the child because they will start to just close off. I mean, we've heard stories before of regression. You had a verbal child with autism, and then they go nonverbal. And, you know, it's, it, you don't know what the trigger point is on that. Right. You know, so. Yeah, there's no disciplining cow. No. Like, you, we don't discipline him. You have to be a partner. And don't raise your voice, you no, know? like You have to be a partner in him every day. A, a partner, a true partner. 
Like you have to, you have to do these things with him, his good times with him, his bad times with him, his confused, sad, happy times with him. Everything is with him. And the other kids, you know, and whether we're talking about holidays or whatever, you don't so much need to be with them through all that stuff because you are the parent and you have to understand that they have the ability and the capability to adjust, whereas he doesn't. Right. You know, so um, it takes a lot of patience. I probably, if they gave out an award for the most impatient per person on earth, would win it every year. Like I would be on the cover of the Impatient magazine. Now, probably not so much. You know, I'm a lot more patient because I just understand it doesn't work. You know, at some point, it, at some point, it's on the parent. It's like, when will you realize it doesn't work? And when will you adjust? You know, exactly. Yeah. And so now it's like, it doesn't work. I'm not giving it my time. We'll find a new way. If it comes off as soft to other people, I don't even mind. I think it used to bother me. But now I'm like, I'm I know I'm doing the right thing for him. He's the most important thing right now. So opinions are opinions. Yeah. And we still parent our other kids like typical kids. Sure. And how we normally always would. Um, but with Cal, like you said, he knows that we love him and like we put so much into him and we care for him. He'll say, oh, my sweet mommy. Yeah. Exa and, you exactly. You know, like he knows. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I think the, the thing is, is like you once you get over that hump, and now you don't even like you almost actually become a little more bulletproof. It's actually funny. It's like when people will be like, oh, you know, those people are parenting soft. Actually, it's as hard as we've ever been. But the the hard part, the strength that you need is actually keeping yourself together. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's actually <laughs> the hardest we've ever been. Like it takes so much strength, focus, strategy. You know, it's like I tell people all the time, it's like, do most families know what it's like that mom and dad has to walk their child to the car every time because they could take off and get killed, hit and kill by, you know, eloping? I, I mean, I didn't know what this stuff was three years ago. I had no idea. But imagine that. Like, just imagine, like, I don't think we can go there because the parking lot situation and there's only one parent that can be there and you just can't contain it. It's it, it, that takes strength to strategy to think about. You yeah, know. Cal's six, and he never walks outside without holding my hand. Yeah. Ever. But then there's times where he's he, something will trigger, and he'll go, you know. I, I think I, I was talking about this on LinkedIn the other day on a video thing, and um, if I ran, like, a Fortune 500 company, I would probably say, listen, um, you know, we're looking for these positions. If you're a special needs parent, um, let us know, because the skills you develop, you don't even realize it. But you become so sharp and so just laser focused, it's beyond anything I've ever been, even when I think I was at the best of my career, um, which was in the media business and hosting radio shows for over 20 years. Even at my best then, I'm so much sharper now. I think so much more ahead. The strategy, and it's all because of what we have to do every day, 24-7, 365. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm in my 40s. And I think I'm at the sharpest I've ever been, like with the six inches between my ears because of this special needs. Like, you have to be, you have to think of everything. You've got to have a strategy for every second of the day. Yes. So if I'm running a big company, I'm going, I want those kind of people. Uh, now, on the flip side, are you more exhausted? Are you tired? Are you stressed? Yes. But because of that, you need to double down on the other stuff to beat that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I think it's... Everybody hears special needs, and for some reason, a lot of people hear the needs, and they don't hear the special. 
Yeah. I was like, no, I mean, you, you, des- you develop some special skills. It's important stuff. Yeah. You know, Being the, a special needs parent. I mean, it is special. It's like, it, yeah. But for some reason, everybody hears needs louder. You know yeah. what I mean? They hear need, 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 need. It's like, no, special came first. Like it's, it's right. special circumstances, special skills, special strategies, special thoughts. Um, yeah, I really, I, I, but one day I hope I can do something to really help the parents because you are hit with so many things, you know, it's harder to keep a full-time salary job, you know, it's expenses go up, stress goes up, but you know, I mean, taxes stay the same, insurance payments stay the same, you know, but you're, you're taking losses in so many other categories of your life. It's hard. And so I wish, you know, I hope one day I can do something to help really help these people you know, give them opportunity where it's like, no, you have special skills. Let's use them so you can provide for your family. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, there's no stress unlike what is going to happen to my kid when I die. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I haven't experienced anything like it in my life. And there's days that go by, a couple days maybe here and there that you don't think about it, but mostly every day. It's, yeah, for sure. What's going to happen? I mean, I, you know, that's that alone just the thinking, the process of thinking is like training you into becoming a good critical thinker. Right. The problem is, is it's so hard to get to a solution of that question. But that's okay because you're, you're, you're fine-tuning your mind, your process. You keep thinking, you keep thinking, you keep going. It's keeping your mind sharp. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, we don't even have family around that knows Cal the way that we do. You know, so like nobody if yeah. we did die, I mean, our kids know I'm the best, but none of them are old enough to take care of them. Yeah. You know, and from what we understand, we will die one day. That's what we're hearing. Like our doctors have told us that uh, everybody's <laughs> told us that. And so, oh uh, my God, yeah, it was disappointing news from the doctor that we one day will die. Um, so you do have to, you know, you're thinking about it. And um, I thought to myself, well, I can't die. You know, I've got a lot going on. I can't. And the doctor says, I got some really bad news. <laughs> and the doctor says, yeah, I, I, unfortunately, you're going to die. I can't tell you when or of what, but you are, I, I am going to go ahead and pronounce you uh, a future death. And oh so my gosh. it's tough, but we actually have doctor's appointments tomorrow, which I'm really happy about. And you almost like don't want to know if something's wrong, but you have to know if something's wrong. Yeah, you do. You do. Because you have to plan ahead. It, it, it's so easy to just say, well, I'm not going to look out. You have to look out for yourself. You really do. And especially yeah, in this situation, I mean, you just, you don't know. You don't know. So you have to just say, I'm going to face it head on. And that's another thing too about the special needs lifestyle. You're facing everything else head on anyway, right? It's all coming at, just add one more thing. Yeah. Because you're facing everything else anyway. So you might as well try to get it, make sure you're facing it at full strength. As opposed to something happened. And, you know, I, I was talking with somebody the other day. I was like reading this uh, blog and, you know, you get special needs. Having a special needs child doesn't, you're all of a sudden not immune from other diseases, other accidents, tragedies. Those things all happen too. Also. Yeah. So, I, you know, you, you got to be at full strength here. And, um, and then for the families like us that have, you know, typical kids on top of special needs kids. You still need to be a typical dad, a typical mom. They need typical experiences. You know, they can't be caregivers their entire childhood. You know, they can't be deprived of, of typical childhood experiences their entire childhood. So how do you do that? I don't know, but you need the strength to figure it out. Yeah, and our kids help a lot, um, but we do make sure that they stay in sports and yeah. they get to hang out with their friends. Yeah. And and luckily, like with their friends come experiences that we can't give them, like going to Bush Gardens or, you know, yeah. just different things that we don't usually get to do. 
No, it's true. And and it's funny, we've been talking a lot about the end of 2023 is how do we make 2024 a bit more typical um, for the family? Is Cal ready to be a bit more typical or not him be typical? I understand that's impossible, but participate in typical experiences that he can tolerate that are good for him, happy for him. So we're going to, you know, kind of experiment with that in 2024. Um, You know, as our kids get older, I was thinking the other day, we've got, you know, four or five, six years left, you know, of their childhood um, at the most. I mean, there's a few kids that four years are gone. So, um, you know, it's just it it is kind of um, it's an experimentation like but you got to get cozy with that. You've got to be open to like, let's experiment a little bit. You know, let's not stay locked in the same routine all day, every day. Um, nothing's going to change on that end. You know, you have to, you have to kind of mix it up, make it a little messy and see what you can get out of it. Well, so Cal doesn't just have autism. He also has global developmental delay, which you don't hear a lot of. Mm. And I, I actually didn't even start really thinking about that part of his diagnosis until this year, because I could actually see the development where he was at. And so he's six year old, six years old, and he's been at a three-year-old level for quite some time. And then later this year, he's gotten to like the three and a half year old level and now we're actually starting to see the four-year-old level. Yeah. And with that four-year-old level is adding new things, like liking Christmas. Uh, it was just one of our daughter's birthdays. And for uh, the last couple of years, we haven't been able to sing happy birthday. You know, we haven't been able to make it a big deal and all that. And this year he tolerated it. We could sing happy birthday. She blew out our candles. And then he wanted to blow out the candles. So yeah, just he, seeing those changes. Yeah. Um, is a big deal. He's starting to also want to emulate a lot of what um, he sees going on, which can be good and can be bad, you know, but so that's a good example of that. He saw his older sister, Charlie, blow out the candles. Then he, you know, I think we had to give him two different sets of candles because he wanted to blow them out too. But he so, didn't throw a fit. Exactly. He wanted to participate in the thing. So that's, those kind of things are leading us to believe, well, let's experiment with integrating more typical, what life looks like, you know, stuff for early 2024. And, um, I think that could be, you know, a real, a real positive thing. Um, real quick, we're around the holidays and warrior mom, the book is now in audio form. Tracy Slupsevic, she is the warrior mom. So warrior mom, um, a mother's journey in healing her son with autism, talking about the underlying conditions of autism, which the book really opened our eyes to underlying conditions. I mean, there are just things that we didn't realize, you know, she goes through all of it, you know, you know, something off the top of my mind is, is the gut, the really poor guts uh, of kids with, with autism, which has, you know, been scientifically studied, they have gut issues. And so um, she really gives you a good guidebook, but the audio version is out now uh, on Amazon through Audible. Warrior Mom, if you want to check that out. Also, Tracy's parenting summit called the Autism the Autism Health Summit is the first weekend in February in San Antonio, Texas at this awesome resort. Tickets are available. And I got to tell you, she's offering a holiday special. You want to go to AutismHealth.com. It's buy one ticket, get the second one half off. So that's a great holiday special. It'll be a fun two days for parents to network. I think she's going to have like 30 speakers are doing movie, um, movie showings, a cocktail hour, more than anything else. I think, especially for parents who have, you know, like us, you know, we're about three years into a diagnosis. It's just a chance to meet other parents and make connections. I'm telling you, you never know you. There's something different about when you're around other parents of autism. You never know what kind of connection it could make, you know, what kind of lifelong friend, 
what kind of maybe business you and these other people could come up with together. You know, you just don't know. So it's a great, a great opportunity, I think, to, to get together and uh, network and, and really just create some relationships with people whom you otherwise would, would never know. AutismHealth.com to get those tickets. And it doesn't hurt that the first weekend in February, you're at a beautiful resort in San Antonio, Texas. That doesn't hurt either. Yes, We're, it's very pretty. Yes, it's not, uh, you know, Tracy didn't do this in Michigan or Indiana the first weekend of February. Nothing wrong with the Midwest, but February... I'll take San Antonio, Texas. Yes. So pretty good. Um, definitely excited about seeing everybody there. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on was the, you know, because we did just open the sensory studio, um, which is in Seminole, Florida, in Pinellas County. Uh, if you know people in that area and they have kids on the spectrum, um, this is a private studio experience. And it's funny, we really had to kind of educate people as to what that means because it doesn't exist. I mean, we... We looked for a year, we, we investigated it, we analyzed everything, we called people, we talked to other businesses. There is no place where a family can go just themselves and basically own a sensory studio for a set amount of time. So what my sensory studio does is it allows special needs families to basically own a thousand square feet of a sensory play experience. And this equipment, the design and everything, it was done by Sensory Play Experts, Fun Factory, Sensory Gym. They're the best. They're world class. They're the gold standard, right? Um, they've done over 50,000 installs. They know what they're doing, like, you know, therapy centers, churches, schools, people's homes. Um, they've got an impressive portfolio online, funfactorysensorygym.com. But I was talking, I, I, I was really like, wow, it's really interesting. Like, there's so much that doesn't exist and I think it's going to take special needs families to create it. I agree. Yeah. I don't think like venture capitalists, the people who invest in business, they don't understand, you know, people who are just, who would call themselves um, entrepreneurs. I don't think that they necessarily understand. They could understand the profit and loss and, and, and the investment strategies and everything like that and revenue generation. But the, but the, <laughs> The cream of the crop, right? Solving the problem and getting somebody excited like, I need this. Thank you for creating this. I think that's going to have to come from a special needs family, you know, because, um, I mean, not to pat ourselves on the back, but I mean, who is going to do this? Who was who going to do it? And, and to be quite honest with you, if we weren't in this situation, we would never have done it. We wouldn't have thought about this. This wouldn't have been anything we were even aware of. Yeah, we've lived ever like in a lot of different states. And we used to take all of our little kids um, to a play place all the time. Sure. He, Cal, cannot handle a big play place. I mean, I can't take him to like a trampoline park. I can't even take him to the regular park. Yeah. So um, this is just creating a safe environment for families to go. You don't have to worry about anything. There's not like chokeable toys there. This is equipment. And and mostly it's a thousand square feet to run. To Safe. To run, to play, crash mats, zip lines. And, you know, we wanted to make this something that other families, we just put this video on, on Facebook and Instagram. You know, we wanted our other kids to be able to go there and play with Cal. Mm -hmm. so that he could have the experience of playing with his family and everything. So, you know, we mounted a big TV and we went last weekend and NFL football was on. So some of our, you know, the kids got Chipotle, they're watching football. And then, you know, they would take a break from football and play with Cal. And then Cal, we have a calming tent there and he wanted to go hang out in the calming tent. So the kids went back and watched football and ate more Chipotle. And then Cal wanted to be chased through and run through the under tunnel system and everything. It was funny. It's ex I saw that and I was like, well, this is exactly what I wanted. This is what we were doing this for. Yes. You know, um, 
And, and listen, a lot of it, you know, it's just like you had mentioned, those other, you know, I call them big box play gyms because they're huge. You know, there's 15,000 square feet, 20,000 square feet, whatever. And it just doesn't work for a lot of special needs families. We get that feedback from other special needs families. That's what they say. And that's also what we've noticed. Not all. For some, it works great. But again, having kids come up and maybe not be nice to your child um, because you're, mis- you're mixing in, you know, typical families, uh, kids coming up, handing chokeable items, um, you know, uh, random closings because, you know, the the gym or whatever has been rented out for a birthday party. Hey, they got to get money, make money. I respect it. But do you know how hard it is to convince your child for three days to get excited? We're going to play at a place and then you show up and it's like we're closing in an hour for four hours because of a birthday party. It's like, yeah, what? <laughs> what? I know. <laughs> you know what it took to get here and now we have to leave. So um, it just, you know, it it's not a slam on these other people. It's just some things work and some things don't, you know what I mean? It's like, so that's, that was our solution to, to those issues, to those problems. And you can't be all things to all people. That business strategy has been proven dead time and time again. Um, and so this strategy um, concept, what we created really, it only works for a very small amount of people, but it's enough to make a difference in a family's life and a child's life. Um, and so that's, that's why we did it. And, um, but you know, my broader point of this is really special needs families. You, you can create these solutions. You can create little, little, even something small, you know, you can create and make a big difference, but I think it has to come from the special needs mind, the special needs parents mind, because only, you know, you know, when we went into this, it was so funny. It was like, we walked into the space and we're like, those are all the things we had to fix immediately. Right. But if our child wasn't autistic, none of those things I think we <laughs> thought of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the multiple locks on the doors and the special outlet covers. I mean, it's just, I mean, so many things. And I remember thinking, man, we're automatic. Like, oh, yeah. we just look at a space and just, <laughs> we're automatic now, you know? For sure. It's kind of like we talk about renting an Airbnb. I hope we can do it one day. But it's like, man, we'd walk in there and just be like, I mean, we're bringing our own outlet covers. We're bringing, you know, we're, we're uh, there's a few things we're just going to take and just put on top of the kitchen cabinets. You know what I mean? It's just going to be a clean sweep when you walk in there. But that's what it takes. <laughs> it's true. Like, I mean, if you're a special needs parent and you want to do an Airbnb for special needs families, it would work. Oh, boy. You know? If you, I mean, we've talked about that. If we had, let's pretend we had owned an investment property, like on the beach or something we would probably gear it out for a special needs family and just say, listen, we've thought of everything. Yeah. Come on in. You know what I mean? Because we know the relief we actually took. We went down to Siesta Key like a couple of years ago. Um, your family had come down and rented a really beautiful townhouse. But uh, I mean, we were on alert 24 seven because this thing was like, and I brought baby gates and everything. Oh, we're, we're installing hardware in this place. <laughs> we don't even live there. We're not even people renting it. I, I was thinking to myself, if they have cameras in here and they're probably like, uh, who's the construction crew at our townhouse this weekend? Like, you know, it was the only way I could be comfortable. It's freaking door handle locks thing, on locks on the doors. <laughs> I mean, you know, we go in in the coffee table. There's like all these like glass dolphins and whales and stuff. Nope. We just picked all those up and put them on top of the counter. That's uh, funny. Yeah. I, I brought locks for the cabinets Everything. in the kitchen and crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Cal's walking around the house inside with a floaty on inside the house. Yes. Just in case he gets out because the pool is literally like right there. Um, yeah. We're locking the sliding glass door. It was a second story. Mm-hmm. We're like, nope. We had locks on the sliding glass door, you know? Yeah. I think, I think your sister's kids were like, gosh, 
nice prison we've rented for our <laughs> spring break or whatever it was. But hey, it's safety. Yeah. Well, we had fun. Well, hey, how much more relaxed were we at night doing all that stuff as opposed to being like, oh my goodness, what if he wakes up? What if he tries to get out? What you know? No, nope, yeah. none of that was going to happen. Yeah, we, we basically the... barricaded everybody in their rooms at night. We told everybody <laughs> when to go to bed, and we would be barricading them in their room. <laughs> back to the sensory studio, though. Um, imagine not being able. Imagine being six years old and not being able to play. You can't go to the park because it's not safe for you. Yeah, you know. So, and play is such a huge part of develop de development. So, I'm very happy about the space. I've actually seen a huge difference in Cal after we go. Like, he's calm, and he's using all these different muscles. Actually, he tried to go on the monkey bars the other day with help yep. for the first time ever. Well, my goal is the, you know, um, for him to get on, because he can get himself up on the zip line, and then now it's just to propel himself to basically zip line across the studio and land into the crash mats. That's going to take so much strength, which is so good. A lot of these kids have really bad muscle, core, core muscle. Yes. Um, and everything like that, and... I don't know. Like you said, play is good for the body and the mind. It's probably one of the most underestimated things as a kid is being able to play. And a lot of these kids can't play. And, you know, it's funny. Sometimes it's like, well, you know, they don't play because a lot of them don't have friends. They either don't get along with other people. They don't acknowledge them. I know. But what you're looking at that from a neurotypical, but for the neurodiverse uh, play with themselves is fine that they that's is their version of play being able to do things with themselves and do different things like that is play so i got caught in that too sometimes i'm like well i'd like him to be with like five or six or seven other kids and i'm just like but he doesn't get anything out of that that's more of a distraction for him right you know what i mean he gets along with other kids but as far as the play he's fine doing his own things on his own time he loves it he does love playing with his siblings um but again he knows that those are his siblings and sometimes he likes watching his siblings. You know, like the other day, for instance, he was pitting the kids against each other. He was assigning who was going to wrestle who. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he just loves it. He starts cracking up when they start wrestle, but wrestling. But he's the one assigning it. He's not necessarily doing it, but he enjoys setting up the wrestling match and telling them to go and watching him. That is play for him. Yes, you know. It is. So it's a, a lot of a lot of these kids autistic. They're they're sort of um, conductors in the orchestra. Oh they yeah. They kind of like to set it all up and then watch it happen. Yep. You know what it's I mean? True. Yeah. But something that people don't talk a lot about that I've had to learn over the years is something that comes with a lot of um, autistic people is anxiety. Mm -hmm. And Cal has very bad anxiety. And what helps with my anxiety? Exercise. Yep. You know, so he's getting that exercise now. Well, and this is stuff like when we started down this road, you know, I was reading research reports about this, about, you know, what can this really do for somebody? I mean, I... I get how it looks. Okay, go play, have fun. But I, is there is there a really purposeful advantage in doing it? And there is. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and read you the research studies. You can find them. But it's actually incredible. Here's what's scary. So many special needs families don't pursue it. They just are like, meh, I, I'm tired. I don't know if my kid's going to like it. You know, whatever. But it's like you going to a gym. I don't know what you're going to get out of going to the gym once a month. Nothing. What would you see? What what difference right. would you see? Nothing. It's when you commit to, to a lifestyle, then you really see it. And so when I was reading all this stuff, I was like, yeah, this does make a difference. Like it, it's, it makes a difference, you know? And so in reading all of the science and research and, and therapists and professionals and everything, I was like, well, this makes sense. You know, not only is it fun, it's healthy. So right. 
um, I can't imagine a better thing for special needs kids, give them a fun and healthy experience. You know what I mean? So exactly. Yeah. It's, um, it's really, uh, it's really important stuff. Uh, let's talk free diapers for special needs families as we get into the new year, 2024, this might be able to take a load, um, off of, uh, your checking account and, uh, give you some more time. Aeroflow urology is solving a lot of these problems. If you have a special needs child three and over, you may qualify and these might be a hundred percent covered by Medicaid dailyautism.com. And you want to hit the Aeroflow urology button. The form takes like two minutes to fill out. And I'm telling you, um, if you qualify, you might be a hundred percent covered by Medicaid. Like I said, and these will be delivered right to your door. So you can eliminate those diaper runs um, and save some money. Diapers are out. Diapers were expensive before inflation. Then inflation came. You know, somebody told me this the other day. It's brilliant. So they pointed it out. They said, my diaper bill, they have a child who's like eight years old, not, not potty trained. So many special needs kids aren't potty trained. My monthly diaper bill is equal to my car payment. I bet. And I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, my goodness. You're right. Yeah. You don't factor that in. Yeah, you, you know, when you had a baby, you said, all right, well, we're going to do diapers for two years, two and a half, you know, whatever, eight years and counting. Yeah. It's incredible. I know. He wrote, it's my car payment. It's like having another car, except it's just diapers. <laughs> it's incredible to think of things like that. So dailyautism.com. And then you want to hit the Aeroflow urology button. They've done really great work for a lot of families. I know this year I'm proud um, that we have, uh, I think we've gotten over 500 families connected with them. Just about 500 families, actually. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It, it just, to take that weight off of their shoulders, um, it might be a great way to start 2024. I hope that can work out for you. If not, share it with somebody who it might help. Um, so we're, deep, we're, we're diving deep into the holiday season um, we're looking ahead to 2024. We talk about, you know, making changes, look at 2024 as maybe experimenting a little bit with your lifestyle. Again, we're just trying to mix a little bit of the neurodivergent lifestyle with the neurotypical lifestyle and see what we can kind of get out of that. I think that's a real positive thing to do. I think that's something that, you know, of course, depending on where you are in this, um, but I think that's something I hate to say. New Year. I promised myself I wouldn't say New Year's resolution. Ugh, I just hate. I, I can't stand the term. But if you must do that, I think that's a healthy thing to at least think about is how can we mix things up a little bit? You know what I mean? How can we just sort of break out of the normal? Because the special needs lifestyle, you get hooked into the normal, right? The therapist, they have to have a routine. It's a schedule, yeah. right? If you go to school, that's a schedule. Everything is such a schedule. And so what we're really looking to do is to kind of break out of that a little bit, kind of. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Just <laughs> something different. Something different, something fun, something. And if it doesn't work, fine, we'll find something else to do. Um, but I think that's, I don't know, I think that's kind of a thing that people should should get into. Like, I, that's what I'm excited about, about 2024. Yeah. So A new year. A new year. Um, and something that we're going to do over the holiday break is we're going to hang out with our friends at Krabby Bills. The original Krabby Bills, Indian Rocks Beach. Um, I got to tell you, it's our home away from home. My favorite time there is the holidays. I love it. A little bit cooler weather, but you still got the, the live music every day. Great happy hour. Um, just a place to go and feel like, ah, we're at this tropical paradise. We're having fun. But Krabby Bills does a great job um, investing in their community. And um, they're really involved with a lot of community projects and charities and things like that. So the original Krabby Bills, Indian Rocks Beach, Florida. They've actually, I just saw today, they've got some, some special menu items um, designed just for the holidays. 
Looks so delicious. They look really good. So um, we're going to stop by and take advantage of that. The original Krabby Bills, Indian Rocks Beach, Florida. Also, if I had like a breaking news sounder button here, I would hit it right now. Um, this is really cool. So the Lyft Academy in Clearwater, right? This is unbelievable what they're doing. So their co-founder, her and her husband, are matching donations up to $3.5 million by the end of the year. So we got to act pretty fast on this. Um, Kelly Mundello is her name, the co-founder, and her husband, Mark. But they're matching donations up to $3.5 million for the Lyft Academy, which is the world-class gold standard of kids and neurodivergent, just just the way that they they have de- designed the environment there. Um, I, I love the, their stance on, on bullying and just providing an atmosphere and environment where these kids can thrive. So many places, it's like there's an element of just existing. And the Lyft Academy is like, no, you're not here to exist. You're here to thrive. You know what I mean? And it's equally as good for the parents, too, who feel good about it. Right. They feel great. They're like, my, my kid's thriving. Like, it's it's great. And also, I always mention um, over 95 percent of their students are on scholarships, so they can help you with that process as well at the Lyft Academy. Brand new, awesome um, facility in Clearwater. But again, so important that they are matching donations up to three and a half million dollars by the end of the year. So if you could make a donation, that would be awesome. If you could share this with somebody who's able to make a donation, it's going to be matched dollar for dollar. So that's I think that's really that's worthy of breaking news. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, so great job for the Lyft Academy, and um, that's what I love too about you know in building up this daily autism platform is is we have the Tampa Bay area organizations and businesses, and then we also have this kind of more global you know um, network of of organizations, and, and it's just kind of cool to see all of this culminate into like, man, like special needs autism. It's it's. It, there's a movement for parents. People are supporting each other. People are coming out of the community and being like, no, we want to help. What can we do? Yeah. So, and you're right. Like the parents have to create it. Like Kelly created it, you know? Yeah. I, I Ling created it. Ling with technology North. Absolutely. Like it, it, it does have to, I just, I feel like I'm like, like, wake up people, wake up, let's do it. We can do it. We can do it. You know, Ling and I talk about that all the time, you know, because he's a special needs dad and, and, and this happened and he immediately, the, the, you know, it's like the gear started turning and it's like, you know, what can I do? I've got to look out for the interest of my son and people like him and parents like us, like me. And uh, I just think if, if, if we can just get people to, you know, I don't know, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something around that. So I'm, I'm thinking. Good. I'm thinking. I'm in thought. I mean, I just told a mom that the other day. She's like, I wish that this existed, you know, because her son's 15 and autistic and it doesn't exist. So I'm like, it's up to us as parents, as special needs parents to make it happen. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just agree 100 percent. I think the holidays are a great time to reflect on what can you do for the following year? That's purposeful. That's meaningful. That's impactful. What can you do? How can you come out of the gate flying like you've been shot out of a cannon in 2024 and do meaningful, purposeful things for people. And I think people do get afraid. Of course, it's scary. Oh, it's scary. You know? yeah. It's scary, but it's it, because it's purposeful. It's all going to make it worth it. You know. Yeah. Well, here's what's more scary. But people, I, you know, I don't know. This is just a maybe a human thing or, or our society thing. The scariest thing is doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you're living in a crock pot. It's just a slow cook. That's scary. You know. So. Um, 
you know, measuring things out, of course, are important, but just not doing anything, pretty scary. Yep, step out of your box. You know exactly where you're going to be next year, the following year, 10 years, 20 years. Ooh, that stuff suffocates me. I start feeling like hands around my neck, right? Like, you know, well, you're not going to, you're going to be doing the same thing in 10 years. No, that doesn't, no, that's not going to yeah, work. But so, a lot of people do. I know. But like, has your life changed? Or are you doing the exact same thing you've always done? Yeah. Well, you know? like I said, for special needs families, what we would lay, lay awake with at night is is a lot heavier than than a lot of people. And so I think you even have more of a reason to take some action. You know yeah. what I mean? I think you have even even more um, of a reason to take some action. You had mentioned Ling. He's the CEO of Technology North. There's a great uh, documentary on YouTube. It's called Cliff 20. It chronicles his company and technology and process that he's created for young adults on the autism spectrum. Um, so I really recommend you you check it out. I'm, I, and I mentioned earlier about the Autism Health Summit in February. Ling's going to be there. Um, he's a really smart, passionate, focused guy, and he's created this really Really cool opportunity for young adults on the spectrum, not only to work and be employed, but to actually be a part of something. They actually have purposeful uh, work to do. They're a part of something. Ling calls them the A-team. Um, and it's just really phenomenal what he's done. But Cliff 20, that is uh, the documentary on YouTube. It's totally free. It's like 25 minutes. I think I've watched it like three, four or five times. It's just so well done. Um, but more people like Ling. Um, who was a technology entrepreneur to begin with, but then said, okay, I'm going to now refocus my efforts towards young adults on the spectrum and their families, and for no better reason in the world, his son. So yep. I just think it's great. Cliff20 on YouTube, totally free. And uh, Ling's company is technologynorth.net. So I think that's um, really, really, really cool. Um, also wanted to highlight Angel Sense. You know, this is important. This is GPS tracking technology. We talked to the last radio show and a couple of our podcast episodes or we had an elopement with Cal. Thank God he didn't leave the house, but he ran and hid in the house. The problem is we were like 98% sure he was in the house, but that 2% was wild. Yeah, so and we couldn't find him. I'm sprinting up and down the neighborhood, screaming, you're inside, tearing the house apart. Um, but this GPS tracker, I didn't have my phone on me because I was at home and it was just in another room, um, would have actually told us from AngelSense that he is, in fact, in the home. Uh, AngelSense.com, they are still giving this away for free for the holidays, the um, the tech, the hardware, the tracker, uh, with a subscription. So, you, again, you can go to DailyAutism.com and um, click on the AngelSense button, and you'll get all of those details. By the way, in the state of Florida, they've been added to Medicaid waivers, including iBudget. So it's very important for parents. Um, and that'll, you know, if you're approved for that, we'll obviously take care of um, the subscription as well. So um, AngelSense, phenomenal technology. People are busy this time of year. You're in malls, you're shopping, you're at celebrations. And if you have a child on the spectrum and elopement issues, I'm telling you, this is a game changer. You don't have to take it from me. You can go to their website. There's tons of parents' uh testimonials of like my kid ran out of his therapy center ran out of his school got away from us in a parking lot and went missing missing could you yeah. imagine and they found him with the tracking so dailyautism.com click on the angel sense button and get the info on that um any special advice for people for the holidays as we uh, as we start to wind this down from a mom's point of view, I mean, you know, you're cooking, you're doing the decorations and everything like that. 
any like mom stuff where it's like hang in there moms dads <laughs> it's stressful it's super stressful I, w- I would say don't put too much stress on yourself you know like our everyday life is stressful enough that I do not go overboard with Christmas like you know I think about it and the kids are getting what they want but I'm not putting so much pressure on myself yeah you know um and then follow your kids lead as far as um like with autism and your child, like watch if they want, if they want to move forward with unwrapping gifts and stuff, or if they're not comfortable, like put them in the other room, you know, like I'm following Cal's lead this year. Cause I have no idea what to expect. Well, like, it a, sounds like it's going to be good, That's a good point. but I'm really not sure. Well, that's a good point with a special needs child. I mean, could you imagine saying I'm following my son's lead to a typical six year old? I mean, that would be insanity, right? People I know. Like, what are you doing? But it's a different way of parenting. Yeah. It truly is. Also too, I think I'd add to that and that's great stuff, right? Is because we've, we've like, we don't do the big holiday uh, dinners anymore. It's just, it's just too much with him. It's a lot going on in the kitchen, then tons of cleanup. And he's not going to eat any of it. Right. And so we, you know, we've really modified what we eat on the holidays and um, and things like that. We try to make it fun for the kids, but it, it is very different. A, a big thing of what I see, though, with special needs families is talking to other family members. And like, look, this is our new life. This is what we're doing. And sometimes it's more important. It's like, this is what we're not doing. You know what I mean? And and there's a lot of rifts with families and grandparents and aunts and uncles and extended cousins. It's like, why? Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? Why can't we come over? Or why aren't you coming over longer? Or why, you know, why aren't we singing holiday songs and turning the music up and, right. you know, blaring this and blaring that? And, you know, it's, I think, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of stories, you know, where people have been like, yeah, we just can't do big holiday celebrations anymore because a, a portion of our family doesn't understand and they refuse to try to understand. One of our um, followers on uh, Facebook uh, had wrote a comment on one of my posts and she said, I had the best Thanksgiving ever because I told my husband, go ahead and take our daughter and go with the family. I'm staying home with our son Mm -hmm. because he can't handle it. And she said it was amazing. She's like, she didn't feel the pressure of taking him and trying to put him in this situation he didn't want to be in. So she stayed home and she's like, it was so peaceful and it was fine. And sometimes you do just have to divide and conquer. If that's what, you know, if your spouse wants to go. I agree. I agree a thousand percent. I think it's, um, I think it's one of those things where you, you truly have to realize and come to this moment where it's like, it is what's best for my child. Because again, you don't know what's, how something could carry on to the night, to the next day for the whole week. We've been in that situation with Cal. We've had, we've had events where it's like a week later and we're like, oh my gosh, like he's just so off and upset and scared and you know and it's like it's a lot it's a lot it takes a lot and and you're heartbroken for your child but then you're running out of energy and you're you're not sleeping and it's just you know it it, it, it's a lot um and we more than ever now divide and conquer because we have four typical kids that are very active in sports so you end up taking him and i stay home or sometimes i bring cal but if i know it's not the right environment or time of day or weather related i i stay home um, one of our, um, obviously we're really big on health and it's, it's hard with special needs, uh, lifestyle, but for Cal specifically and the many gut issues, uh, yeah, you know, the gut brain connection is amazing when your gut's better, your brain works better, you're happier. Mm-hmm. Um, but begin health and the growing up prebiotics. I, I know people are like, Hey, you're not saying probiotics, right? I know I had to learn this too. Prebiotics. What that is, is that's actually the food that feeds the healthy bacteria in our guts. 
Like you can have that, but if they can't be nourished, then they go away too. And that's the prebiotics, same molecular structure as breast milk. I mean, this is like the best stuff that we can give our children for the guts. Again, dailyautism.com. You can get our discount. Um, just get our discount if you're going to get it. I mean, it's we've been using it. It's been unbelievable. First off, how quick um, he got, you know, the healthy diapers and, um, and just the overall happiness. But for me, more than anything else, I'm like, well, you, we didn't have any of that good food in there for your good bacteria. So we were kind of depriving that, you know, they need to eat. Right. Um, so really incredible. And the results have been great. Um, again, just get our discount dailyautism.com and click on the begin health button to get, um, our discount through them. And, um, we've got plenty of videos on social media of how we mix it in his food or his, I mean, companies say tasteless, odorless. I'm always skeptical. It was 100%. He has not. It's funny. I see him drinking the water now. I'm like, haha, you don't know. Prebiotics are in there. Yeah, there's we, no like granules that dissolve. Yeah, yeah, or that film that always builds up at the top with a lot of stuff. None of it. So um, we were really lucky to find it for his gut to make him a happy, a happy gut in a big, full, healthy diaper. <laughs> trying to be nice about that, right? <laughs> Dailyautism.com and click on the Begin Health button to get our discount to you. Also, as we continue to grow our platform into 2024, I mean, 2023 has just has just been amazing. Um, dailyautism.com to connect to all of our social channels, whether you're active on Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, which we've grown substantially in this year. Also, um, all of our podcasts where you can find all of our radio shows, our LinkedIn newsletter, our biweekly newsletter. Uh, which has had a huge year of growth. We do autism stories for parents a couple times a week. America's Autism Hotline, which is also available at dailyautism.com, kind of a one-to-one media for parents of autism and what's available in regards to products and services. And of course, for all the details of our brand new physical concept, My Sensory Studio in Pinellas County, Florida, uh, which is now open and accepting special needs family members. You can get all those details at daily autism.com so we've got another show before the end of the year and then we'll be in to 2024 and we look forward to seeing you and joining you across all of our digital platforms through dailyautism.com